Hey everyone, welcome to the Let's Talk Business podcast. So let's talk business. I'm author Takara James and a little bit about me is that I've been a top 100 best-selling author for many months. I want to say maybe over six months on Amazon charts. And the thing that I've learned most important in this journey is business and entrepreneurship. So that's what I want to share with you on this season of Let's Talk Business. So this show is about business and entrepreneurship, and we're going to dive right into a lot of the key facts, things that people don't want to share, and most importantly, how to obtain new leads and generate more revenue. So don't leave, get comfortable, grab your glass of wine or whatever you like to drink, If you're on the way to work, if you're on your way to drop the kids off at school or whatever you have to do, take some time and listen to this podcast so that you can learn all the information needed in order to be successful on your journey. Let's talk business. tuning in to week three episode three of the let's talk business podcast with author Takara James so last week we talked briefly about the three major types of income and I want to reintroduce those this week as we move into what this week's episode is about so on this episode we are talking about income streams But before I introduce those things to you, I want to first begin with identifying the three major types of income and giving you an example of what those are. So we identified the three types of income is active, passive, and portfolio income. So what are they exactly? Active income is also known as earned income. And It is defined as income from or money received from working that required your time. So let me say that again. Active income is any money that you have earned from work that you've done that caused you time. So creating something. If you are a creative Like we see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs today who are doing events, they're hosting events, they are creating the products or companion products for people who are having events. Like say for instance, if you have a decorator for your baby shower, then that is gonna be considered active income because they are providing a service or actively working and being paid for their work. So again, the examples are salary, wages, bonuses, and contract work. If you are contracted, such as myself, I am a contractor as an editor for a publishing house in Atlanta, Georgia. So because of that, that is considered my earned active income. I am doing work and being compensated for the time that I've invested into that project. Now, one thing about active or earned income is that the tax implications 
are much more high or higher rather than any other income type. So taxes are at about 10 to 35% for anyone who is earning active income. Now it is sometimes hard to solely become wealthy from earned income. And that is primarily because you have to do actual work in order to um, receive income. And, And sometimes it's limited, okay? So sometimes there is a cap on your income, especially if you work for a company, there may be a cap on your income. But don't fret if you have a business and business operations that are performed with active income coming in, there are also other ways that you can obtain income, which we're about to go into. So the second one is portfolio income. Now, portfolio income is money you receive from selling an investment for more than what you paid for it. So an example would be trading assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, Um, buying and selling real estate, buying and selling other assets like a car. So an example would be going to an auction. You purchase a car from the auction, but you fix it and sell it for a higher price. That would be considered portfolio income. And again, stocks and bonds, mutual funds, trading assets, those all fall under the portfolio income category. So if you are into forex trading or any of those things you would definitely be considered in the portfolio income sector now when it comes to taxes these types of incomes that are under the portfolio income sector are taxed at about 10 to 20 percent and that's for investments held over 12 months so keep that in mind when you are performing any type of portfolio income transactions. And our last one is going to be passive income. So passive income is money generated from assets that you own or where you are not actively working. And a lot of us are engaging in a business or organization where we are receiving passive income. Now the examples our rental income, business income, as long as it's not earned based on time and effort. So that means creating or selling intellectual property such as books, magazines, um, PDF guides, or, or anything along those lines. And those are considered passive income. Now, the good thing is people who receive passive income actually receive the most favorable tax treatment. In other words, taxes are not as steep as far as percentage when it comes to receiving passive income. Now, passive income is thought to be the key to building wealth, and I honestly feel like it is. But once you have an investment that generates recurring income, you don't have to do much to maintain it. So time is not a limitation. And again, that kind of goes back to our introductory, um, our introductory episode where we talked about the introduction to business. 
time is of the essence and everyone is fighting for time. So when we keep that in mind, we are understanding that in order to create a formula or system that gives us our time back, we have to create efficiency within our business. Now, I know that I've I've given you a lot of the technical terms for everything, but I did want to make sure that you are understanding where you fall in the income categories. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, I'm hoping that you all feel more comfortable with where you are when it comes to your business and the type of income that you will receive or that you're currently receiving. If you have not started your business yet, definitely keep this in mind because it's going to be key for knowing which direction you want to go and the tax information. I feel like the tax information is the most important because if you're trying to operate a business and in next week's episode, we're actually going to go more into detail about startup. But if you're trying to operate a business, you need to know how to operate your business and what type of tax implications are going to come along with that. So with that being said, we're going to take a brief break and I'll be back to discuss with you the types of income streams or what your possible income streams are. So let's jump right back into it. What are your income streams and how do you keep track? So at the end of 2019, I decided to go through all of my income streams and calculate how much money I received in total for the entire year. Now, I I honestly don't like having to access so many different income stream services, but I felt like I wanted to do more, so I did. And because of that, I had various places where I was receiving income. So let me just share with you what my income streams are. Square, PayPal, Cash App, royalties from Amazon Advertising Associates, Find Away Voices, audiobook, Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing, Anchor Podcast, which I have two stations, this one and another, Amazon Narrator, and then Find Away Voices Narrator. Also, Smashwords and Upwork. So each of these platforms are where I receive my income and that's about, let's see, I want to say maybe eight or nine different services, but Square is my e-commerce site. So on my website, people are able to go on there, purchase products, services, anything that I offer as a professional writer, and they are able to purchase for me at any time. So that is where I primarily receive my income. I did a lot better by tracking income last year because 
in the moments where I was at events as a vendor, whether I was book vending or just representing my business as a whole, I actually went into my application, had people swipe their card, I manually typed in transactions. So I did a lot better by tracking. In previous years, I will admit that I did not. And it's very important for you to track your income. So how do you keep track? The way that I keep track is by using these individual services. So these service providers allow me to receive royalties because most of these are from royalty. So my income would be considered uh, passive income. And I receive these royalties through each of these services, service providers, and they also keep track of everything. So I can determine how many books I've sold. I can determine how many people have clicked on advertisements on my website via Amazon. And I love that service. I actually didn't add it until the end of the year, but I absolutely love it because Amazon allows me to advertise any promotions that they may have going on or anything that I feel is appealing from the Amazon site to my audience so that people can click on it easily from my website and make a purchase. So if you are looking to just have some additional income, I definitely would suggest doing Amazon Associates for advertising. But nonetheless, each of these streaming services have allowed me to be able to track what comes in, how many people are purchasing, how many people are listening, how many people are streaming. Even with my podcast station, anyone that subscribes, I am able to see that subscription and be able to provide additional feedback or connect with my audience and be able to have that personal experience with them. So that is one of the reasons why I use these particular services. Now, I will be honest, I did accept a lot of cash this past year. And cash is not really considered taxable income if you are not putting it in some type of forum or e-commerce site. And that is why I use Square. Now, everyone doesn't have to use Square. You can use whatever service provider that you would like. But I've been using Square, like I told you all before, for about um, the last maybe five to six years. So it's it's been very helpful for me. The transitions have been great. They've implemented a lot of new features and, and just... It's very user-friendly and efficient, so I absolutely love it. So if you are looking for an e-commerce website, I definitely highly recommend using Square. And of course, you can get the Square Card Reader, or if you have a physical business location, they have a stand where you can set up an iPad and just run transactions through there. So definitely something to consider. But that is how I keep track of my sales. And then aside from that, I also like to create a budget spreadsheet. So I create a budget for my business and then I also keep track of any income that I receive through that spreadsheet. Now I highly recommend you setting up something similar 
And if you do not have that type of service, please feel free to email me. You can go to my website, which is attached to my profile here on Anchor. Or you can go to my, you can email me at authortakarajames at gmail.com. I am very responsive to my emails and I track them daily and hourly. So you can definitely expect a response back from me. But just let me know if you um, are looking for a better way to track your income if you're not using one of these service providers and I will be more than happy to help. But yeah, tracking your income is gonna be one of the most important parts of being in business. And I know it kind of seems like we're working backwards, but all of this is gonna make sense with each episode. So definitely keep that in mind. So I'm gonna give you all a brief moment to kind of take some notes and regroup and we will be right back to the show. few challenges that many business professionals experience when they are starting or recently launching a business. And that is challenges of accepting payments, understanding the importance of a website, building a secure business, and setting yourself apart. These are going to be key, but how? How and why are they important? So accepting payments is going to be something that you have to deal with. Whether you are selling products or services or even just a simple ebook, you need a place where people feel safe in paying you. Now, notice that I said the word safe. A lot of us don't realize that consumers are really looking for a safe space to shop. They want to be able to enter their card information and not worry about the information being stolen, not worry about their information being used or any of those things. They don't want it shared, none of that. So you need to make sure that when you are registering your website domain, that it has the proper security. And we'll probably go into that in season two when we're actually building our business but I just want to bring that to your attention. Which also goes into the importance of a website. At one point, a lot of people were just saying, oh, cash app me if you wanna buy my product, cash app, cash app, cash app. Let me tell you something about these third-party services. They are not gonna be as reliable as having a safe and secure website. I don't care how often we try to cash app people. I accept cash app all the time, but I always strongly encourage my clients to go through my website. I have put these processes in place so that it's safe, it's efficient, it's easy to use, and all of the information is there. Now, the importance of a website is not just for the sales experience. Your website gives them all of the information that they need to know about you and your business. For example, 
business policies, hours of operation, contact information or contact methods, products and services that they are inquiring about, and anything else that you may be advertising on your website. They can't find that information in PayPal. They can't find that information in Cash App. So you have to have some type of way that people can access that information 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which dies down a lot of consistent questions that you really don't have time for throughout the day. Just imagine trying to operate a business and 10 times out of 10 in the day, you are getting questions and being bombarded and having to constantly answer the same questions over and over. That's taking away from the actual working time. And for me as an author, entrepreneur, business coach, public speaker, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. So I can't sit behind my computer and answer emails all day long. I need to have policies in place for that. I need to have a follow-up phone call or generated message or email correspondence already in place and a allotted time frame in which a customer can expect to hear back from me. And all of that information is accessible on my website. Now, don't get me wrong, Facebook has actually implemented some amazing features where you're able to go in, set your hours of operation, people can book an appointment, you can charge for it, you can even advertise your services. But the only way that that feature works really well is if it's connected to your website. So again, the importance of a website is that it needs to exist, period. Building a secure business goes into the website, goes into how you accept your payment. It also goes into your, your customer service, the way the customer or the consumer or client, whatever you want to give them a title as, how they see your business, how they interact with your business, the feedback they give about your business. All of those things actually lead to setting yourself apart. That is how you're going to set yourself apart and stand out in front of millions and millions of other businesses who are likely offering the same products and services as you. So on the next episode, episode four of the Let's Talk Business podcast, we are going to talk about starting up the startup, where to begin. And some of the steps are going to include research, your business plan, funding, location, structure, your business name, registration, licensure, opening a bank account, and opening shop. The good news is all of the notes that I have for my podcast will be available absolutely free on my website. So I'm going to have each episode's notes available for you. If you want to grab a copy of those and be able to use them as a reference. Also be sure to grab from my website, my let's talk business podcast workbook. 
the workbook is a small fee, but you have places to track your revenue, take notes from the podcast, and track so much more for your business. So sales, your client, all of that information, there is a space for it in the workbook. So please be sure to grab a copy while you're browsing my website. And I've also made it super easy for you to access this podcast station directly from the website. But again, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to continue to hear good things from me and all that I have to share with you about business and entrepreneurship, just subscribe to this station or become a sponsor today. Visit the contact page on my website and the information should be listed on my podcast station. All right, so that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Business with author Takara James. Please subscribe to this station if you would like to continue to hear all of the tips and tricks that I want to share with you. Also, don't forget to join my Facebook group, Let's Talk Business with author Takara James. And I have some special things that I want to share with you. So if you join the group, subscribe on my website, and of course, subscribe to this station, you'll get a freebie from me as a bonus gift. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.